Hope you have a big trunk, because I'm putting my bike in it. Welcome in to the Bro Force Squad podcast, where we're just a bunch of bros drinking beer and talking movies. This is episode 108. I am your host, the Mayor Jeff Hornacek. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. I hope you're like us and you need to talk movies this week, because we definitely do. Before we get started, let's go around and meet the fellow bros joining me. It's the usual cast of characters. And first, we go to our enforcer in the paint, Matt Geiger. Now, Geiger, we've had a lot of time cooped up inside our houses, and it's making us angry, I'm sure. So do you have any advice for how we can fight people while also social distancing ourselves from them? We can just fight online now. Um, there's these things called the comment section and a thing called Twitter, where basically you can just type shit. And whatever you put, even if you put, like, facts and you're right, someone's going to have an opinion and say that you're wrong and then want to fight you on it. It's the coolest fucking thing ever. I've been doing it, like, literally all fucking day and all week. And literally anything I put, someone disagrees in the world on it, and then we just fight about it for a while. It's awesome. What are they? Like, Skank Hunt, what's his number, 69 from South Park? You know, if you just put, like, man, I, I really like the sun. Like, I, I like when it's sunny and 70 degrees. Someone will be like, well, what about skin cancer? And then you just get in a huge fight about it. It's fucking awesome. Everyone always has. I didn't know everyone had an opinion and they wanted to put it online so bad. It's crazy because it takes so much balls and bravery to say that behind the, a computer screen and a keyboard. It's you know? really cool. And I'm really glad, Jeff, because I really care, um, you know, what's some 40-year-old woman from New Braunfels thinks about my opinion. So, And now I'm getting it, so that's good. She has 44 followers. Pay her some goddamn respect. <laughs> All right, next we go in the lab to the mad scientist, Brian Banner. Banner, I'm assuming with your science skills, you have some advice for our med- medical professionals working on the situation in the world right now, right? Yeah, don't eat bat shit. I actually didn't know until today that that's what started all this. It was like bat soup or something. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, in all seriousness, make sure you wash your hands. Don't sneeze on people. I mean, that really just goes for whether we're in a pandemic or not. It's fucking gross <laughs> if you don't do that. So uh, let's just let's just you know keep general hygiene that we've been doing for the last fifty years kind of a top priority. <laughs> there is a Family Guy episode where Peter is at a restaurant with Lois. And he he comes out from the bathroom like and sits at their table, and him and Lois, the server, goes, "Do you guys have any questions?" And Peter goes, "Yes, that must wash hand sign in the bathroom. That's just for employees, right?" And I'm like, "Jesus Christ, that is the world we live in." People are like, "Well, if it's not required, why would yeah, I wash it's my not hands?" Not me. I don't have to do it. <laughs> the waiter's like, "Ah, I think so." All right, on to the movie discussion. Uh, if you've not listened to our show before, we start every episode off with the most important thing in any bro's life, and that is chess day. And today our chess day is around our movie madness tournament this year, and it's round two of our female animated character movie madness tournament. I will link the bracket in the description below if you want to check it out. And the field is down to eight. So we have two matchups that were voted on on Twitter this past week. And then two that we are going to live score. So, Banner, why don't you give them your uh, Bill Raftery and update them on what has happened in the tournament so far and then what we can expect to happen tonight. Well, hold on. First, kids, Bill Rafferty 
is an announcer for this thing back in the day called March Madness. That was a pretty cool event in March where a lot of people just gathered around and drank beer at these things called bars um, that were just kind of conjugal places where people could blow off steam and get laid. So I just wanted to catch everyone up on exactly what Jeff was talking about. So Banner, go ahead. The kid's like, were there dragons too? No, no, that was a different time. Yeah, yeah, that was a different uh, – just go ahead, Banner. All right. So um, just recapping what happened in the Sweet 16, we had Jasmine, uh, number one overall seed, taking out Jesse from Toy Story, Jessica Rabbit just barely edging out Elastigirl, Cinderella just wiping the floor with Miss Piggy because Miss Piggy doesn't even deserve to be on this list. Lola Bunny beating out Elsa, the much popular uh, Frozen character. Belle taking out Dory. Nala losing to Moana. A little bit of an upset there. Bit of an upset there. Gotta say. Yeah. Yeah, and we have to. We had to clarify that was not the Beyonce Nala. That was because that is good considered one. live action, right? It's yeah. considered fucking stupid. Uh, Mulan <laughs> took out Anna. That eliminates Frozen from the entire tournament. Nobody's upset there. Shocked. Yeah. And Ariel took out Bo Peep. So, guys, that leaves our matchups today. Jasmine versus Jessica Rabbit. Cinderella and Lola Bunny. Belle taking on Moana. And Mulan and Ariel bringing it up on the late game. Um... I don't have the scores up with me. Jeff, can you help me out with the already finished games? Yes. Now, these were voted on on our Twitter. We post like one a day, so um, we, we try to give you guys enough time to get in there and make your opinions heard. We are not brave on the Bro4 Squad podcast, and we would not prefer for the fans to decide this, but one of these actually ended up in a tie, so we got to take off uh, the, the gloves and settle it today. But... The four-seed Cinderella took on the five-seed Lola Bunny, and Lola Bunny won that matchup 18-9. to So Lola Bunny defeats Cinderella and advances to the final four, where we, she will take are on— Are we surprised there? I am a little bit. Let me go look up the comment. Stall for like 30 seconds on Twitter. We had someone comment on why they voted for Cinderella, and they were very passionate about it. And I actually really liked what they said. I— I think I'm a little surprised just because I feel like Cinderella is a little bit more mainstream than Lola Bunny. Not upset by it, just pleasantly 90s, surprised. 90s kids, though, come out in full force. I mean, we are 90s kids, and Lola That's Bunny true. is a heartthrob. Us millennials, uh, we like to vote, so. Speaking of that, Matt, so this is from Will for Thrill at Will for Thrill, and I'll, I'll tag him after we post I like him already. That's yep. an awesome handle. He said, voted for Cinderella solely to combat the horny vote. I find human women more attractive than rabbits. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Good for him. Oh, that's great, Will. Thank you. Unfortunately, um, only eight other people felt the same way, and a lot of people are still horny for Lola Bunny. And she advances and will face the winner of tonight's Jasmine versus Jessica Rabbit matchup. And the reason we're scoring that matchup, that was uh, ended in a tie at 20 votes apiece. Wow. So we got to come right. in and, cl and clean that up. Uh, that the other was matchup the first one. Whenever Jessica Rabbit and Jasmine was the matchup, that was the first one I said, all right, guys, the fans are doing that one because I don't want any part of that. And right. here we are having to take part. And now who, who's laughing now? 
The other matchup was Mulan versus Ariel. Mulan was the three seed, Ariel the six. Uh, bigger turnout for this one, Mulan advances, winning 22-13. to 13, And Mulan awaits the winner of tonight's matchup, Bell versus Moana in the two versus ten seed matchup. Will Mulan have trouble making the flight to the Final Four? Hopefully it's a home game for her, so she, okay. she doesn't have to worry about <laughs> leaving. <laughs> it will be played in front of no uh, fans, though. Yeah, of course. As is tradition. Uh, before we move on, guys, anything surprise you about, I guess, number one, the tie between Jasmine and Jessica Rabbit, but also Mulan winning pretty handily against Ariel. I'm surprised Maybe. Ariel got the floor. I mean, I thought Ariel was probably one of the top three Disney chicks in the world. I'm surprised more people didn't come out for that. And it's not like the since the live action Mulan was pushed, it wasn't like recency bias had that story top of mind for people at least. Mulan's got a Is great Mulan's character, out guys. No, they pushed it. Okay, that was uh, like theaters are closed. All right. All right, Matt, I'll turn it over to you for the live scoring again. We have two matchups today because one was a tie. This is where things get yeah. real. Let's let's save the tie as is custom. Let's have uh, another one go first because that might be a bloodbath. But we're scoring these on three criteria. Uh, we are. You don't have to if you're um, voting on at Bro for Squad at Twitter. You can fucking vote however you want. We don't care. But our three criteria is personality, their story arc, and hangout ability. So, chicks ready... Point. Bell versus Moana. And we'll go, uh, we'll just go around and go Jeff, Banner, then myself. So, personality wise, who you like, Jeff? So, I told Banner this. I'll talk about this on Protein Shake. I finally saw Moana for the first time this past week. And I'll tell you how I felt about it. Well, I guess now. I fucking loved it. It was incredible. great. Absolutely fantastic. Really, really good. Having said that, and even with recency bias, I really like Bell's personality. She is braver than any French man that has ever existed. Case in point, they surrender in every war. And she stands <laughs> up to stands up to Gaston, who was like a Chad before they even existed. And I don't know, she's just like very strong-willed, but not in like an annoying in-your-face way. So personality, I gotta go bail over Moana. I'm sorry, Moana. Banner? See, I feel like Belle is kind of stuck up and in her own little world, which is why she turns down Gaston. Uh, you made a great point, though, about her being stronger than any other French man. So you've almost swayed my vote there. But, it's a low bar uh, clear. <laughs> it's very low. Uh, I'm going to go with Moana here, though, because Moana has that you don't take no for an answer, uh, which I really like. That's something I like. I really like about anybody if – just because somebody says no, that doesn't mean no. So you Maui, say it means. Maui tries to leave her for dead like six times. And, it doesn't and she just keeps coming back. She's like herpes. Dude, I'm going Belle. There's just something really hot about a chick that's into books. Especially think about down the line if you go marriage. I mean, she's just going to read the book in the corner. She doesn't care if you're watching sports. Once again, kids, sports was this thing, but never mind. Um, she's not going to care what you watch on fucking TV. It's, I don't know, a chick that reads books is just really fucking hot to me because I don't read books. I, I, I get bored after like one paragraph. I'll read, I can't even read like something in a magazine because I'm like, isn't there something on YouTube just explaining this to me that I could listen while I drive? So... I'm going Bell with personality. Two to one Bell into story arc. Jeff. 
I got to go Moana here. I, her story is so unique and original. And it, the way that it plays like the environment of the Polynesian islands and just her also the song I've been standing at the edge of the water or how far I'll go is the name of it. But an absolute fucking banger. A top five Disney song of all time. Don't at me. Her story arc, I think she is she is a bigger part of her story arc than Belle is in Beauty and the Beast. And for that, I, I got to give her my point. Moana. Tied up 2-2, Banner. Yeah, I'll break the tie, uh, obviously, because to. it's my well, You have to, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, this is it North Korea? Um, I'm going to go Moana as well. I think that her character arc at the beginning, she's just kind of this, she's like a fish out of water. She's very uncomfortable in her skin, and then once she realizes who her ancestors are and what they did, she really grows uh, into that. And then again... Um, how she deals with traveling across the ocean and this pompous douchebag in Maui at the beginning of the movie. Uh, I just think that her character arc is much better than Belle. Belle is kind of, she never changes. Yeah, she gets trapped in with the beast, but like, okay, she's got more books to read. That's a good point. Her character is really the same at the end of the movie as she is at the beginning. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You don't, that means that you're not like, changed by other people but i i don't think that plays into character arc that's more of a personality trait i'm gonna tie it up i'm going bell uh you would men are animals he's hairy he hasn't really showered much he washes his hands all the time though so that's cool but she's stuck with beast beast was a dick he was an animal and i mean she was kind of stuck with him i mean yeah but she's she learned to love basically a piece of shit guy that gets mad all the time, which every woman needs to do because we're Look, not. Look, that's your only D you've got. You got to do what you got to do. She's got needs. Yeah, too. but we could just wait out the storm like we are with coronavirus and just, you know, wait for something better here in a couple weeks or months. So, but she stuck with it, man. And there's just something hot about that. She, she was really down to earth chick that saw beast for who he was inside. And she wasn't one that, you know, once Beast in the male version grew tits, you know, was like, oh, now I love you. She loved him when he was the Beast. There's something to say about that. Three to three. I'm going to go first on this one because you guys have seen these movies way more than I have. So I want you to break it. But Hangout Ability, I'm going Moana. This is why. Would you rather be in France or you'd rather be on a fucking beach? Damn, that's true. Pretty simple. I mean, we're, I mean they're both pretty cool chicks. <laughs> But which one would you want? To, would you rather be in France or would you rather be on like a tropical island? That's a pretty easy one for me. So four, three, Luana, Jeff. Uh, I'm going to say Belle here. And my reasoning is so Moana. And I think it's really just like what they do to their respective male counterparts in the movie. So they both kind of have a similar arc in the sense that they both are dealing with a guy who's stubborn and needs to be changed. But I think Moana has a lot of self-serving interests in her reason to make, and actually a lot, to make Maui do what he does. Belle solely helps Beast to help Beast. Like, she's really not getting anything out of it. Um, and to me, that show, that's somebody that I want to hang out with and go to the bar with. Somebody that's all about us. Somebody that might pick up the tab. Um, so I'm going to go Belle here. And it took me a while to figure that out, that really the only reason Moana is helping Maui is because she's getting something out of it at the end of the day. Well, tied up 4-4 to Banner. Bonjour. 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 
Marie, the baguette. Sorry to tell you again, but you ha- you're going to break the tie because it's impossible for you not to. But it's four four. Bell or Moana? Who you got? I'm such a pussy. I don't want to do this. The fans didn't either. So but you have down to. You. Like this. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm going to kind of mold both of your guys' answers into my answer. Uh, yeah, hanging out on a fucking beach sounds way better than hanging out in France, like eating snails. At least I can eat good food while I'm on a – and drink, like, I don't know, Mai Tais while they I'm – They have croissants. Fish, they have croissants. Yeah, fish tacos, <laughs> Pacificos. Yeah, fish tacos, Pacificos, and, and Mai Tais, I'm all in on all of that. Um, and Moana's, yes, you're right. She has a lot of self-serving interest. That just shows me that she's a very independent woman and she can take care of herself. I'm not going to have to, to worry about her. You know, if she has one too many, she'll be fine. She can take care of herself. I don't have to, you know, keep her on the leash. So I'm going Moana here. Moana takes it. Big upset. Big upset. 10 just beat it too. Two seeds out. Is does this... bonjour mean hello and goodbye? Because if it does, bonjour bell. God, that was like a – who's the guy that said Le- LeBron James with no regard for human life? That was a call on that level. I'm pretty sure that was Marv Albert. Does <laughs> bonjour a... mean hello and goodbye? Because Mike bell had, is – had a ball gag in his mouth. Can <laughs> <laughs> we call this a Cinderella story? Or is that yeah. insensitive to Cinderella, who just Albert lost? Marv was an announcer back in the day, mostly during Nick, Nick games. You can Google. The Knicks were a basketball team. Yeah, they were a basketball team. Well, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah well, they were the like 90s, 40 were. years ago. <laughs> and in the 70s and 80s, they definitely were, but yeah. All right, uh, let's go to our next matchup that the fans couldn't even decide. So we had to put on the, the daddy gloves and do it for him. Jessica Rabbit versus our number one seed, Jasmine. This was tied up 2020, but we're going to break it for you. So, chicks ready for personality, Jeff? Um, did I got to go Jasmine here. I mean, Jessica Rabbit, I'll be totally honest. She's like a down-ass chick. She's a ride or die. But she's really just, like, super hot. Jasmine has an awesome personality. She has, like, enough independence. Also, she's, like, right there with you hanging out and like she just knows to stand up to jafar who's a super douchebag so i gotta go jasmine here and she's the one seat for a reason right banner yeah there's definitely a reason she's a one seed uh so it was brought to my attention by some of our fans that uh i may have allegedly contradicted myself uh, in the Sweet 16 when discussing Jasmine's personality. So I will try and do better, but no promises. Um, I'm going to have to say Jasmine here as well. She's a strong-willed person uh, who's got a good head on her shoulders, but she's she's not really afraid to step outside the bounds. And again, Jessica Rabbit's just kind of, uh, like you said, Jeff, she's a great girl. You definitely want to be in your entourage and be around, but... She's not the girl. So I'm going to have to go Jasmine here. I'm going to go Jessica Rapp. Um, and I got two really good reasons. So story arc. <laughs> Jeff. Well, that's the next one. I know. I got two good reasons. And I'm going on to story arc. 
Okay. Okay. Are you not going <clears> to <throat> share your two good reasons? I do. You wa- <laughs> yes, I, I want you to explain are. why you. Oh, I see what you're doing. Okay. It's because of. I got gotcha. you. Okay. It's, it's right. weird that you guys. Uh, because she was. It. Shit. Because she was she drawn it. so well. I understand. Got it. Okay. One right. Jasmine story arc. <laughs> Jeff, try to catch up here. I gotta go, Jasmine again. I. Jessica Rabbit is just not in Who Framed Roger Rabbit enough. Now, she plays a big role, like, in getting the investigation started, but she's just not in the... She doesn't play an important enough role in the movie. And Jasmine is, like, a catalyst for pretty much every plot device in Aladdin, um, one way or another. She's some character's motivation where she's pushing a plot forward in some way. So even though none of these characters evolve that much from beginning to end of the movie, uh, Jessica Rabbit might have maybe the weakest character arc of anybody in this tournament, sad to say. So Jasmine gets my vote. Three to one, Jasmine. Banner. Yeah, I uh, echo everything you said. Uh, Jasmine is a catalyst. She is the motivation for the entire plot of the movie. Um, If she hadn't gone out and met a street rat, we would not have the movie Aladdin. So have to go, Jasmine. Again, uh, Jessica Rabbit, was maybe a diving board or a jumping off point, but it was not, uh, we didn't really see that through. So I got to go Jasmine. I'm going Jasmine too. Obviously she's just in the entire movie. One can argue that the movie centers around her a little more than Aladdin. Even I think she has Aladdin's story arc is more of the genie making him a different person. Jasmine's story arc is more real. Like a human could actually, but like he's doing all, all that kind of with, with the with the genie for Jasmine, you know? Like yeah, she's the pretty reason much he's... for Jasmine. So Jasmine's the entire reason for that movie. So 5-1 Jasmine hangout ability, Jeff. I mean, Jasmine won, but I think this thing's getting... Jessica Rabbit's about to cover the spread because <laughs> I think I see where this is going. This is no question. I would much rather hang out with Jessica Rabbit. I mean, if we're getting a group together to go out to the bars... Uh, yeah, she's like my first call. So she's, she's already at the bar. Yeah. Right, that's true. She's like, well, do I need to stay she's here or move? in the cage. What are you talking about? <laughs> waitress. Can she check her phone when she's up there? Uh, the manager always gets mad. 5-2, uh, banner. Yeah, Jessica Rabbit. I mean, she can hang with the boys. That's always a plus. Uh, and Jasmine... I feel like if we like took her out to the bar, she'd just be like whining it at 9:30. You'd be like, "Oh, so can we go home and watch? I don't know, like Plus, Love Is Blind." Who knows when Raja would show up and rip our underwear out of our pants? It's very true. It's very true. So uh, I'm gonna have to go Jessica Rabbit. She's just way, way more fun. I mean, listen, guys, I've, I'm a happily married man, especially my wife's in the other room, but. Back in the day when I was single, I know when I texted a girl what, yo, do you want to hang out means. So, yeah, Jessica Rabbit, for sure. <laughs> five to four. And I just, I just want to clarify, if someone out there hasn't seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Jessica gotta Rabbit is, is not a rabbit. Her yeah. last name is Rabbit because she's married to Roger Rabbit. Okay, so... I just don't want anyone to misinterpret what I mean, we're just, saying. Yeah, just just Google her. Yeah, but make sure your wife As can't Nelly see her. As Nelly said, her measurements are 36, 24, 34. 
Was a Guys, we just had back-to-back five Kelly was a rapper uh, before. Yeah, anyway. All right, so Jasmine advances by a score of five to four. She will face Lola Bunny in the one-five matchup in the final four. And then wow. Moana advances by another five to four matchup. Probably the biggest surprise of the tournament so far, unless you count the uh, Elsa loss. And she will face Mulan. Final four. So the final four is Jasmine versus Lola Bunny, and then Moana versus Mulan. And both those matchups will be on our Twitter in this coming week. Please vote for them so that we don't have to decide them on the podcast again, because we all know how uncomfortable it makes us have to make a decision. Yes, both of those legitimately could be finals matchups. This is insane. I'm worried they're both going to be ties again. I'm terrified it's going to be a tie again. Go vote, guys. At Bro4Squad, Twitter. Yeah, you got nothing else to do. Yeah. This isn't, yeah. And you don't even have to get out of your house to do it. It's pretty easy. It's great. All right. Moving on to the second part of our show, which is our protein <laughs> shake. No, no not, not yet. yet. Put oh, the bird in the cage. Sorry. We've been cooped <laughs> up. I got excited. <laughs> he, you're like, it's like a dog on your leash that like lunges at your neighbor. Don't tell the HOA. I don't want to put him down. Uh, this is where we go around and talk about what's in our cup, also known as, hey, what have we watched lately? So with, uh, obviously, the situation in our, the world dictating a lot of us working from home, I actually have 10 things that I saw, but a couple of them are, one's a special couple of shows that could go pretty quick. Um, how about you, Banner? How many things do you have? Uh, I am, unfortunately, one of those business essential people, so I'm doing double the work while everybody else is at home, and I have two and a half. Okay. Okay, I agree. I have like three or four. Let me do a couple of mine. Yeah. I'll let you guys go, then I'll finish this out. Is that right? um, this was actually a couple weeks old. I didn't get to fit it in the last show. I saw the movie Last Christmas. This is that movie because it's tis the season, am I right? God, I'm going insane here, guys. Um, this is that Christmas movie with Amelia Clark and Henry Golding. Do you guys remember this from this past year? Yeah. Vaguely, yes. Yeah. Uh, it was harmless. I mean, Lisi, right. And she, it's a comedy, a dramedy, I'll say. Um, she basically plays a woman who had like a near-death experience, like an illness a few years ago she recovered from. And now she's basically like an alcoholic, uh, sex addict girl. Around Christmas time, who Sounds meets like Henry Golding? Sounds my Golden's kind of person. Story. But it's fun. <laughs> no, in all actuality, this movie is pretty fun, and there's a pretty big twist, like a pretty major twist towards the end of it that I didn't see coming. That I kind of enjoyed. If you like Amelia Clark or Henry Golding, there's something here for you. Pretty short watch. Um, although, again, it's not Christmas time, obviously, but uh, I would recommend Last Christmas. Um, a movie that I'm going to prescribe to Geiger that I saw was Baby Driver. Do you guys remember this? Ansel Elgort, Jamie Foxx, John Hamm. That's why I got half on my uh, list. I'm halfway through it right now. I don't, so, uh, Geiger, here's why. Yeah. So, Edgar Wright did it, who did, like, Shaun of the Dead and, and all those other Simon Pegg movies. Um, but, Geiger, the reason I think you would like it, number one, it's, it's like a heist movie. Uh-huh. Pretty interesting. It's like Spacey's last movie, like mainstream movie, I think he did, right, Banner, before he got like booted from Earth? Yes, I believe so, before they put him in a hole. I'm pretty sure it's... 
But uh, the reason I think Geiger would like it, Geiger's a big fan of like just good classic music. And the music in this movie is really like a character. So the main character, his name is Baby, which I think is fucking stupid, but let's let that go for the time being. But he was involved in a, and this isn't a spoiler because this is like the first 10 minutes of the movie. He was in a really bad car accident as a kid. And as a result, he has like this constant ringing in his ears. So to drown that out, he listens to music through headphones like most of the time in the movie. And anytime he has headphones in his ears, there is the song he's listening to just playing throughout the movie. Like you can still hear other people talking like he can, but the song is playing. Oh, nice. And it sounds kind of annoying, but like 30 minutes in, I was like, dude, this is kind of fucking cool. Like if, and if when he takes his headphones out, the music stops. And he can just, like, hear the person. So I thought it was pretty interesting. Also, the story's kind of cool, even though I think it really falls apart, like, the last 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Banner, what did you think of the the way that Edgar Wright uses the music in his I love it. I mean, it reinforces that soundtracks and scores really are another character in these movies. Uh, Obviously, this particular movie and kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy, it's very in-your-face this is a character, it's setting a tone, it's setting a mood. You are feeling whatever that music is, whereas in other movies it takes more of a backseat. But uh, like I said, I'm about halfway through it. I think it's great so far. I think Jamie Foxx, uh, he didn't mail this one in. He's actually bringing it, which is nice. You never he know plays, what you're going to get with him. He most characters... mailed in like one role, let's be honest. He's a yeah, great actor. But it was bad, the one that he mailed in. Yeah, was like, he mailed it in so hard that it feels like he mailed in like six. And I like that movie. Yeah. Even, be... even Jennifer Lawrence and Natalie well, Portman. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence and Natalie Portman are like, dude, you could have tried a little more than that. <laughs> but yeah, so if if you're a fan of like music and the way it's used in movies, like the, some of the songs in this are fucking... I don't know how they afforded all the songs for this, really. Like, that's what I'm most confused by. I watched a show called Dare Me. The first season of it came out. This was a USA show. It's based on a book. It's about th- it's this uh, coach of a high school cheerleading team who moves to a new town, and she's basically a hard ass. And long story short, uh, she's a psychopath and like starts manipulating one of the girls. There's a murder involved in the town. Um, if you want like a stupid but thinks it's really serious show that you'll get addicted to watch it eight episodes dare me on usa don't Last, dare me i'll do it i think you i think you and the missus actually would enjoy it if you want to watch a show like with your wife that she'll love and you will ironically like more than you're willing to admit <clears throat> check out dare me and it ends on an insane cliffhanger like a what the fuck type moment are we getting another season? I just need to know before I commit to this. I hope so. If not, I'm about to go buy the book to know how it ends. All right. It's pretty dark though. Like they, I'm in. They put up the uh, parental advisory warning, so they say fuck like a couple times each episode for a USA show. That's pretty serious. That's pretty good. Yeah. Another thing I watched that I was pretty disappointed in. Check out our movie commentary on this movie. But uh, I watched the E True Hollywood Story of the Making of Mean Girls. Oh, and interesting. so I, I saw, I, again, I was checking cable. I was like, what channels do I get that I've never looked at because I'm normally watching sports? And the E! Channel came up, and I was going through the guide, and they had some interesting things. So I recorded this, DVR'd it, 
it's pretty interesting. It mainly talks about like how Tina Fey um, like shopped around, found the book, wrote, she wrote the script, she didn't want to direct it. All the drama between like Lindsay Lohan and the other actresses and how Rachel McAdams just like refused to do like the petty bullshit that she did because she was like serious about acting. And Tim Meadows is the funniest on there because he's like, I would laugh at how seriously Lindsay Lohan was like taking these arguments. I was like, this is so fucking stupid. No one else cares. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, think about the movie we're doing. Um yeah, so it was just about, like, the drama of that, the casting process, which I think you guys would find pretty interesting. And then how – the, the thing that I like that they didn't get into as much, but how after the movie, how Rachel McAdams used this to take different roles. Like, she did The Notebook that same year, yep. then she did Red Eye. And Lindsay Lohan said, well, I'm Lady making – Crashers. Exactly. That was a couple I'm, years out, I think. Yep, I'm glad you pointed that out. Because Rachel McAdams said, I'm going to use this as my catapult to take more serious roles, thinking long term. Lindsay Lohan said, well, Disney wants to pay me $8 million again to do Freaky Friday or Confessions of a Teenage or Herbie Fully Loaded. So she took the low-hanging fruit and basically became typecast and then out of Hollywood. Whereas Rachel McAdams said, I'm going to take the lesser paychecks because I used this to get my foot in the door. And now Rachel McAdams probably gets $15 million a movie. Yeah. Last thing I'll say before I turn it over to you guys, uh, I watched Moana, and I absolutely loved it. The animation's awesome. It was on uh, Disney+. Plus. Songs are incredible. I think this is a really underrated Disney Pixar movie. And, dude, I really like The Rock in this. And he can sing. Like, he surprises the shit out of me. So this is probably – we always say a movie that's three hours long but doesn't feel like it is a huge compliment. I might think I have a better compliment than that. We all know I have a two-year-old at home. In the past, I'll just say seven days, I have watched Moana, no joke, 40 times. I can recite the movie front to back, and I am not tired of the movie. I still enjoy it every time I come home from work and it's on. That is a huge compliment to the movie because, like, Finding Nemo, love that movie. I got fucking tired of it. Even Lion King gets a little old, bro. I'm sorry to say. Everything does. Yeah, and Moana is still... 40 times in is still fresh for me. So it's like pirates. The first pirates never gets old. This is my undrunk pirates. Yes. That's a, that's a praise. That's better than it gets. Yeah. Uh, The only song I don't like, because they're all absolute bangers. uh, The the song the rock sings is incredible. I'm about to go download it legally, but not really. I just don't like the song that the hermit crab sings. Not a fan either. That Shiny. one kind of sucks. Yeah, it just, not it a sucks. fan of that one. The other, I, there's like two main ones. How Far I'll Go, and I can't remember the rock one, but his uh, is You're title. Welcome. It, yeah, it's probably called that, yeah. yeah. His character's really cool, too. Uh, Geiger, I think you Great like Great arc. Great arc, I think. I mean, I love the rock. Everyone knows this. It's his movie, bro. All right, that's all I got. Well, that's not all I have. That's all I have for now. I'll finish in a sec. Geiger, which, what is uh, in your cup? What have you seen lately? So I saw Ford versus Ferrari. Has anyone else seen this? No, but I'm very interested in it. My mom raved about it. It was good. Christian Bale's phenomenal. Uh, I was reading some stuff where he actually was with the family for like a week just so they could teach him how he walked. Like he got that down. Of course, got the exact weight down and everything. It's just, um, if you're like me, it takes a while to get over Matt Damon, but he actually does a pretty good job. It's a cool story. 
It's about American history. It takes place in the 60s. Everyone's into the, anything that fucking happens in the 60s. Really cool racing scenes. I fucking dug them. It's a little long. It, it drug after a while. But the last racing scene is badass. And I didn't know this, but like Le Mans and stuff, I don't know how many laps it was, but it was like a day-night thing. Like you'd have a couple drivers and Christian Bale would be like sleeping for a while. And then he'd go and drive and stuff. But it was a really cool fucking story. It really was. I I don't agree that it should have been shut out of the Oscars like it did. But there were so many great movies that came out. It's not better than Marriage Story. It's not better than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's not better than Jojo Rabbit. Um, but it is it is good. It's And it's a pretty fun watch. Like, you could watch it with anybody. Unlike, you know, I don't know, Jojo Rabbit. I don't know if you watch it with anybody. But this, this is a movie yeah. good for the whole family. It's a lot of fun. Um, you know who directed it was James Mangold, who did Logan, and oh, wow. 310 to Yuma. The directing on the driving was pretty badass, and the cars were cool. Uh, I finally saw John Wick 1 and 2. Sorry, real quick, yeah. before we move on, because I no, definitely... we need to move on. Well, I no, I just want to ask, and if you can't answer this question because of the FBI, that's fine, but is how did you watch Ferdinand's Ferrari? Is it streaming on anything? No, I actually, uh, my brother-in-law had Apple TV, so we rented it for like five bucks. Oh, nice. So I did it legally. Uh, okay, John Wick 1 and 2. The reason it took me so long to watch these is because I love action movies. Don't get me wrong. I love blood and killing and stuff. But I just thought this was just your generic action movie you could buy, like, you know, at at the cereal section. No, no, but, no. Well, see, this is what I love about it. This is what makes it creative. Is that usually in an action movie, when, you know, the the guy, like the fucking nielsen dude or whoever they don't know how badass he is kind of get to know Baba Yaga. One, there's one phone call is like oh it was john wick's dog or whatever and they're like fuck like you know they're all dead now you it's just like gotta when, watch him die when mariana Rivera's coming coming in for the ninth and this guy's like oh i can hit his cutter like dude you don't even fucking know what's about to happen yeah theon Greyjoy's in it he's just like oh i'm fine and his dad's like no you're gonna die and i probably am too and i had fucking nothing to do with it so i actually dug that and actually um so i was with my brother-in-law who's uh does a lot of this stuff in the military and he's like it's actually true like if he only has seven rounds he only shoots seven rounds and then he reloads he doesn't like shoot like a million rounds or anything like and that and dude the gunfighting is great in this. Like, the, the way he'll like, grab people's guns and it's turn It's fucking into... awesome, yeah. It's really cool. The it's choreography is probably some of the best fight choreography we have seen in a long time in a right. movie. And it only gets yeah. better as the movies go on. Actually, it was true, too. And, like, two – I haven't seen three yet, but they actually – not that one was terrible. One was fucking awesome. I actually kind of like one better than two a little bit, but two was – fantastic too i don't take back everything i said about keanu i don't believe his actual acting is very up to snuff no, but there's no directors and he did but he did a lot of his own stunts and that's part right. of acting so he gets and directors I mean, he directors know how to use him too like you're not going to give him the ball 25 times you got to protect hotel him that he stays at i love that i love it's a part of the second one and like oh uh, really the hotel huge, is the whole huge. part of the third one it is okay, the third cool. one. So, Geiger, let me ask you this. I, I don't know, and Jeff, you may be able to confirm or deny this, but uh, I heard a rumor that they're going to make a continental show on HBO. Uh, and I know I'm in on that 100%, but I want to know your thoughts after now seeing the first two movies. I mean, I'd be in on that. I, I'd have to pay for HBO again. Um, 
I'd probably just maybe just wait for a couple to come out and get it on Cody. But that's like my favorite part of it, like the front desk clerk. And then if you kind of like the rules and everything, the rules and like the currency, the currency fascinates me. It's there's it's it's not it shouldn't be considered an action movie or something like that. It's actually got a a lot of deep like interlockings in it. Very interesting. It's just so well shot. Like, like the the action, you can just see it so well. So it makes it so fun. The and way that they explain and and grow the world, world is yeah. It, it it's yeah. so creative, and that's that's it's it's so refreshing. It's something new. A lot of stuff that we're seeing coming out of Hollywood right now is is kind of retreads to a certain extent of other things, and this is completely fresh. It's a relatively simple plot. Yeah. And Matt, I Keanu can't is the perfect person for it too. Um, I I enjoyed him in this for sure. Matt, how much of the first one is the Continental in? Because I know it's bigger. It's biggest in the third. Uh, it was it was in like the last third of it. Okay, because I obviously John Wick as a character is pretty interesting to me. Like, yeah, the yeah. legend of him and all that. But when, once they introduced the Continental, I was like. Hey, no offense to John Wick, but this shit to me is way more interesting. It, yeah. Like this society really cool. in this hotel that's like hiding in plain sight in the middle of New York City. And the chick from Friday Night Lights, um, she was the one that was trying to kill him. Like yeah, that Adriana was... Palicki. Mockingbird, yeah. man. Yep. Yep. Great, and, great fucking movie, man. And Geiger, how genius of it. So they forced the director, they cast Ruby Rose, the studio, and he was like, but she can't fucking act. They were like, we'll put her in the movie. He's like, well, she's going to be a mute. <laughs> it's and genius. it somehow works. It it's works. It's genius, though, right? Well, she can't fucking talk. It is, it's a great movie to grill a steak to and drink some beer, for sure. It's a lot of fun. But it's not just a stupid action movie. I, I don't – that's the, kind of what I thought it's it not was. The but it, yeah. I was. Yeah, I was very wrong. Um, the other thing I watched was Blades of Glory, which I forgot how – fucking great Classic. this movie was i mean this is just a will ferrell stupid movie at his fucking where he's a sex addict ice skater that just like fucks every chick he's like the he's like a front man for a band but he's like an ice skater it's fucking great and, remember uh, how john they used heater, to be alive <laughs> yeah amy poehler john heater who was red hot that year just came off Napoleon that's the Dynamite, only year he was ever rot red hot. Yeah. jenna jenna fisher was hot yeah she's really hot in this too and then um coach uh the guy who played coach yeah he's, Craig Nelson. he's, he's fucking great in it too and what's Mr. the name Beanie of the move him. what's the name of the move where you can actually cut... lotus <laughs> he could cut the dude's head off if you it's fuck like, it up. it's like it's actually outlawed and it's like the only place crazy enough to do it is north korea <laughs> <laughs> the guy like cuts the dude's head off and will ferrell has mannequins and he's like hold on i'm about to get it like he just keeps slicing the guy's head off the mannequin is fucking great uh, lastly, Dude, Luke Wilson as the sex addict counselor is like, come on, man, Chaz, I've asked you to leave before. By him. <laughs> he's like a bottle of canola oil and a monkey trained to use a video camera. He's like, Chaz, I've asked you to leave again. I don't want to do it again. It's like, Taylor, come on, man. <laughs> His name is Taylor. Fucking hilarious. Okay, the last one I watched, which is a great quarantine movie, because I think we're all just feeling like a little down disgusted with ourselves we haven't got out of our pajamas in a while this movie is not really helping that but it's walk the line 
Jesus. Because Joaquin Phoenix just drinks Pops pills for like yeah. fucking two hours. Now, Joaquin Phoenix, I've said stuff about him on this pod that I will not take back. However, he is perfect in this movie. This is a fucking fantastic acting. This and Gladiator, I think, is the two where he absolutely shines. But this movie is so cool, man. It's got Elvis in it, Jerry Lee Lewis, of course, uh, Renee, um, well, Reese Witherspoon. Almost said Renee Zellweger. Reese Witherspoon is uh, June Carter. But this movie, if you're just feeling great. like kind of shitty, like you just stop drinking, watch this movie because Johnny Cash is just drunken on pills the entire time, which I think is how we're all feeling right now. Yeah, so, it's going to go one way or the other. It's going to drive you to not drink or drink more. Yeah, it might be too dark for me, but I'll, I remember I saw the theaters when it came out. It was obviously an incredible performance. Gaga, what I got to ask you before we toss it over to Banner. Uh, now that you've seen them, can we talk you into a John Wick movie commentary? Oh, yeah, These are a lot of fun. All right. Absolutely. It's I think like they no do. talking I necessary. I think, I think our fit, that's kind of our demographic. I think our fans would really enjoy that. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I was thinking. When I, okay, perfect. All right, Banner, what's in your cup? What have you seen lately? All right. So I think I mentioned this a couple of uh, episodes back, but Avenue 5, uh, HBO show, quick 30-minute comedy. Uh, it is... Uh, wrapped up the first season. We're getting a second season. Left us on a nice little cliffhanger. So Is finished that the Josh Gad one? Uh, unfortunately, yes. But guys, for some reason, Josh Gad fucking works in this. I don't know. Hell froze over. We're all stuck on our houses. But I maybe that's part of the problem. But he's he's pretty fucking funny in this, unfortunately. Damn and it. I'm mad at myself for even it saying that. I don't want. I don't want to say it. Like, it's I need cla- an intervention. It's the classic Geiger movie where you go to a movie with your arms crossed and then your wife's like, what's wrong? Did you hate it? He's like, no. He's like, then why are you mad? He's like, because I loved it. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. That's why I'm pissed uh, off. Yeah. Uh, so that's a nice little segue. Watch Frozen 2. Uh, obviously, with uh, everything going on in the world and world events with the uh, coronavirus stuff, Disney decided to drop Frozen 2 on Disney+. Plus. Watch that. I have. I did not. I did not get a chance to see it in theaters. Um, We had a lot going on when it came out. I believe it was in November. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I have been very vocal on this pod. I'm not a fan of of uh, Frozen One. I think the music is dog shit. I don't really like anything about it. Frozen Two goes hard in the paint, guys. I I liked it. It's an interesting I liked it story better than with, the like, first forest one. and all that. I liked it way better than the first one. I feel like... Dude, it's so they... confusing, though. Like, now that I remember it, the second act, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, when they find the ship wreck, I was like, I was so lost at a kid's movie. I couldn't even believe it. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. But also, Kristoff's, like, rock ballad in the middle really gave it a lot of points. Yeah, I did, like, the ha that was good. And the animation, especially at the end where they're like flying. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, I think their use of colors was really creative as well. The way that when certain things are happening, certain colors come on the screen. Uh, but I liked it way more than the first one. I thought the music was better. I think the characters were better. I think the story is better. I like everything about this one way better than the first one i mean a couple other hot takes so i think the music in frozen is maybe the most overrated music in a pixar movie because i I would put moana heads and tails music ahead of frozen i've been saying that for years been saying it for years (laughs) fight us 
Yeah. Um, I had something else to say about it all too. Oh, Kristoff. Is he like a, he's not a Pro Four Squad Hall of Fame nominee, but maybe like an honorable mention. He's pretty goddamn funny between both movies. He's, yeah. He's he, less funny he, in the first one, but he way yeah. less funny in the first one. But he comes, he he brings it in the second one, and he's he he's an honorable. Yeah. Oh, for sure he lives, and he does not do leg day, which is a big plus. He's dude. He's all about like uh, shoulder shrugs and bench. That's all he fucking does. Um, moving right along. So because I was watching Avenue five on HBO, they're shoving Westworld season three down my fucking throat. I could not make it through the second season, but the third season has me intrigued. Uh, I think Geiger, you said this in a, in a text message, it's Terminator. And I see where you're coming from. And I agree. And I'm still going to try and power through that second season. Uh, me and the wife decided that we're going to start over. So we're, we've actually watched the first two episodes of the first season and we're going to try and, and get through all of them. Uh, so the first season, we'll season, season one and then YouTube what I need to know on season two. And, and it'll probably give you a 15 minute expose. So Nate Thurmond to that point, Matt, of, uh, like a couple weeks ago, he was on the show and I was like, I haven't seen Westworld season two because I loved how season one ended. And he's like, oh, man. I wish I didn't watch season two because I kind of feel like it bastardizes the ending. Now, maybe season three will fix that as a show can. But I feel perfectly content with how season one ended. I'm happy. I would be very interested if this takes uh, what I'm going to call the Dexter path where every other episode or every other season is great. I think that in Dexter, you have like one is OK. Two is really, really good. Three is okay. Four is probably the best season of television I've ever seen in my life. But I wonder yeah. if Westworld is going to kind of take that pattern where you have an every other season situation. At the end of season one, though, I was like, I see where this is going, and I get it, but I'm just not interested. And I love how this ended, so I'm, I'm going to sleep on this. But if you see it and you say there's something there, I'll definitely give it a poke. I'll let you know. It'll be it'll probably be a few weeks, but we'll we'll see where we get to. Um, last thing I watched, uh, a Hulu original movie, The Big Adolescence. Have you guys heard of this? I don't think I have. So this is a movie about a kid who, I, I don't know that they actually said the age gap between him and his sister, but it's gotta be 10 years or so. And his sister is dating this guy. Is she older kid, or younger than him? She is older than him. Oh, older. Okay. So the boyfriend is just a super nice, kind of, I don't want to say naive, but just a, a nice guy to the little brother of the sister. Well, they end up breaking up, but the boyfriend befriends the, the little brother and they become best friends, even though there's like a 10-year gap. This kid is basically a degenerate, the, the boyfriend. He just smokes pot all the time, barely holds down a job. He's living for free at his dead grandma's house. And the little brother basically idolizes him. He's like, this guy is the coolest guy I've ever seen in my life. And fast, fast forward real quick. The little brother is now in high school and he's kind of mentoring him, trying to get him through high school and, and get him through life. And pretty quickly, uh, you realize that he is, he realizes he's idolizing the wrong kind of person. 
Uh, it's kind of a little bit of a coming of age story. It's a little bit of a, you need to, you know, wake your shit up because you are a fucking degenerate idiot. Um, really, really good movie. Uh, Pete Davidson, I believe he's on uh, SNL, plays Ouch. Zeke, who's the main movie. He is not like he is on SNL. I he is. He actually I plays it. I know. I know. It's another Josh, Josh Gad situation, but he's really good as this kid. Really good. It's a great movie. I enjoyed it a lot. I give it, it. Like a, I give it like a 7.55 out of oh, 10. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, relatively quick watch. I think it was like an hour 35, maybe hour 40. 90 minutes of looking right here. 90 minutes. It's pretty light. Yeah. Not too bad at all. I, uh, Like I said, I really, really enjoyed it. You got to kind of look past the cast, but uh, they did a great job. Machine Gun Kelly is in it. That oh. I don't know if that doesn't. I, I, exist. Like, yeah. I like him and stuff. He was yeah. in Bird Box, right? And and uh, yeah, the he Motley was, Crew. Uh, he was he was Tommy Lee in the Motley Crew doc. What was that called again? The Dirt. Yeah. So that's nice. what I uh, that's what I watched this week. What was that called? The Something Adolescence. Uh, big time adolescence. Oh. Yep. Might look into it. Yep, it's a Hulu original. Uh, I think Hulu's I, starting to kind of up their game a little bit, guys. I do like coming-of-age movies. You know that. It's kind of my soft spot. Yeah. That ice film. It's, it's very, very... Um, it's really well done, I feel like. It's a low-budget film. I think the, the budget on it was, I don't know, not a lot. But it it's good. I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. That's all I have uh, to say. Anything else? That's it? That's it. Like I said, a uh, pretty light week for me. All right, let me take us home. This is uh, my quarantine protein shake. All right, uh, Kobe doing work. Have you guys heard of this? The Spike Lee documentary he did with Kobe. Heard of um, it? Haven't seen it. So it's it's basically Spike Lee sits down with Kobe. This was I think the 2014 season, and it's an end of regular season game that the Lakers played against the Spurs. And they have Kobe mic'd up the whole game in the locker room during the game after the game. And Spike Lee sits down with Kobe, and Kobe basically narrates over, like, the whole basketball game. Every play, what he's th- – it, it was just – obviously, Kobe, 2020 has fucking sucked. We lost Kobe Bryant, and now this pandemic is going on. But it was just cool to see Kobe let his guard down, talk about the game, talk about, like, his relationships with other players in the NBA – uh, Matt, I think you'll especially like it because I know you're a big Spike Lee guy and, you know, you love documentaries. It's like an hour, 20 minutes because they only cut to when Kobe's on the court. And he's yeah. pretty candid. Like, he talks shit to players and he'll be like, yeah, man, I I hate Bruce Bowen. Like, he's a great player, but he fucking pisses me off and stuff like that. <laughs> and then he's, like, yelling at Luke Walton at one point. <laughs> it's pretty funny. But it's called Kobe doing work. Um, and it's, I don't know. It's Why was Spike Lee at a Lakers Spurs game? So they talk about this. So he was he wanted to do the documentary on Kobe, and the night that they recorded his voiceover, like he, they already played the Spurs, he dropped sixty one at Madison Square Garden. So they're talking about that throughout the documentary. Okay, that's kind of cool. Uh, which is pretty interesting. And these all these guys just love Spike. So like he's more open and, and honest with Spike than he would be if like a, some other director was doing it. Which is fun to hear. 
Uh, recent movie I watched, Spencer Confidential, the Netflix original, the Mark Wahlberg, Peter Berg movie. All right, you got to tell me how this is because it's on my – we'll probably watch this weekend list. All right, so I've listened to some reviews, and a lot of other people were like, ah, it's a paint-by-numbers buddy cop movie. But I don't know, man. I really liked it. It's like – it's a little cliche because it's like a corrupt – police force in Boston and Mark Wahlberg's like going rogue with Umbaku from Black Panther, Winston Duke to like investigate it and break him down. But it's really short and it's just, it moves quick, man. It's fun. Post Malone's in it, right? He is like briefly. He, his character comes in and out of the movie. Um, big, po- and, big posty fan. So some people were like, Post Malone's really good in this. I was like, not really, but he's definitely not like a high standout for me. Um, but uh, I would recommend Spencer Confidential. Banner, I think you will definitely like it. Um, yeah, and he also, like I said, it's. I think I've attempted to watch it, but due to unforeseen circumstances, I haven't actually been able to start it. Uh, Netflix knows what you like. Trust them. You would like Spencer Confidential. Okay. All right, guys. Get out the pitchforks and torches. Got a couple I got to destroy right here. Uh, really bored. Had it on the DVR. Rewatched Mortal Kombat. Jesus fucking Christ. Is it as bad as I remember? No, it's worse. It is by far worse. This thing, even with the banger that... Flaming. (laughs) The biggest piece of shit I've seen in a long... Since... It's worse than Serenity. I'll just go ahead and say it. Wow. I remember as a kid, I even thought it was bad. Jesus Christ, dude. My fiance watched part of it when Liu Kang was fighting Reptile, and she was like, are you okay? <laughs> it is, God. it's not even a film, dude. It's so utterly bad in every possible way, and I cannot wait for us to do a movie commentary on it. The CGI in this, dude, it looks like Geiger did it on paint in like 30 minutes with a beer in one of his hands. That's awesome. Uh, if it's so, as... Bad as I remember, I think Geiger could actually do a better job. So Goro, you guys remember him, the four-armed guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so of course. They, they do Goro actually with practical effects because he actually has to fight a lot. One thing I'll say about this movie, there's like eight lines of dialogue that don't make any fucking sense. Doesn't even make sense how they get to Mortal Kombat. The rest is just people randomly fighting each other. You don't even know why the fuck they're doing it. They do Goro with practical effects. But, dude, the guy in the suit cannot fucking move at all. And he's supposed to be, like, <laughs> kicking the shit out of all these people. It's rough. And you can basically see the puppeteers doing the two extra arms. They're like, what do you want us to do? It's not going to look like he's kicking anyone's ass, no matter how good we do our job. So that part I think you'd appreciate. We need to do this as a movie commentary. Fellow 90s kids will appreciate it. All right, two more I watched. I'll get to these real quick. I watched Passengers with uh, Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. Great. I loved it. It was really, really good. I think it was my own fault. I was expecting, like, a bigger twist in third act. There's really nothing that happens that's, like, unexpected. It's just a really good character piece because there's so few characters. There's, like, a lot of just really good acting, character work. The visuals are awesome. It's just a cool premise. I I was absolutely fascinated by it. I think that the some of the CGI work is really really good. Um, and if you told me there's literally eight people in this movie, eight people in the movie, and yeah, five of them eight. were at a party, 
Yeah, five of them oh, are yeah. a party that are literally just a throwaway people. There are really only three characters, uh, four characters in the whole movie. Fantastic. Yeah. Can we get Michael Sheen in some more movies? Like, come on, dude. Yeah. The bartender. We need more of him. I loved Passengers. Highly recommend it. Last thing I watched, uh, The Snowman. Do you guys remember this movie? Michael Fassbender from probably like three, four years ago. He's like investigating a murder. No. This thing, no, you know, when you're playing Jenga and it like everything looks really good, and then like the drunk chick comes up, and instead of taking one from like the top third, she goes for like the very bottom Jenga piece. Sure. That, that's what happens in this movie, like right towards the end of the second act. Everything's set up perfectly, and then the director is like, I don't fucking know. Uh, just do this, ruin it. Who gives a shit? And the weirdest thing, and Geiger. I, I can't tell you to watch this movie because I respect your time too much. But Val Kilmer has like a brief role in this thing. And I guess this was when he was going through like his throat cancer thing. But I had to look this up online. This is one of the craziest things I've seen in a movie in probably the last five or six years. So he is in the movie. He acts like normal. Everything's good. The director goes back and dubs over all of his lines so bad that it looks like that most extreme elimination challenge show. Yeah. And the guy, the guy doesn't even fucking sound like him. I was like, is it, what, what is happening? Is this a joke? It's a great show. And I looked it up online and people were like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like Val Kilmer's in it. And then he talks and the guy doing his voice doesn't even match his lips. It makes no goddamn sense. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. So the snowman, please don't watch it. It's long too. It's like two hours. Ugh. It was so. It was set up so fucking cool, and it's just fucking train wreck. So is it kind of like the Lost World, where you have a great first act, great second act, and the third act is so bad that it just ruins literally everything? I think it's worse than the Lost World because this. It's like a. They're investigating a murder, like a serial killer. So literally, the whole thing is dependent on the end. Like how everything wraps up. And it's not uh, again, it's like the last 30 minutes. Whereas The Lost World gives you enough moments early on, like the RV scene, the raptors in the grass, like all that stuff is still really cool to where like there's still enough positives to where you could enjoy it. This, it's all resting on how it finishes and it just really fucking kicks you in the balls. All it's right. So boring and uninteresting. I'm bored just talking about it. I can't even listen to myself anymore. All right, last part of the show. Banner, do you have a question? That was weird. Uh, <clears throat> let's start. Look, can we can we rewind that? Can you ask a question. Yes. Again? Uh, Banner, do you have a question? <laughs> that brings us to our question and answer segment. <laughs> do you even lift bra? <laughs> Where we ask a <laughs> question. I saw your hands up by your... Where we ask you a question. Okay, I'm done. Come on, I'm done. Dude. <laughs> Where we ask... We ask a question that we leave you people with. Today's question, with all of us most likely to be isolated inside from other people for a while, what's a movie you want to recommend to another bro on the podcast that you don't think they'd watch unless it was the end of the world? 
I have one for both you guys, but if you if each of you only have one for someone else, that's perfectly fine. Geiger, what do you got? Give us a recommendation. Earth sending anyway. So I want something that will kind of bide your guys' time. Not that this is this is a pretty long documentary, but afterwards you're gonna want to listen to about every single record this band went out. But go watch the Eagles documentary. It used to be on Netflix. If not, I'm sure you guys have access to watch said documentary but it's probably one of the greatest rock docs i've ever watched and then for the next week you'll just be listening to eagles tunes which is good you'll just stay home and not watch the news but you gotta watch this this documentary is so fucking good there's a bunch of behind the scenes shit which afterwards we can maybe have the debate if the eagles was person to person maybe the greatest band ever because each person was so fucking good and all of them could sing it's a very good point do you remember what it's called i'm sure we could find it it's just called, uh, I think, The Eagles. But it was on Netflix. Let me look it up real quick. What year did it come out? Do you remember? Uh, History a couple years ago. Eagles? Part one? Is it like a two-parter? Yeah. Nice. Oh, Sold. Yeah. 8.2 on IMDb, 92% on Google. Oh, That's hard to do. I love it. Well, you know we love good doc on here. You can't go wrong with the Eagles either. No, anyone yeah. has anything bad to say about the Eagles? Send them my way. That's a great. That's a great uh, band to listen to when you're grilling or fishing or golfing or something. For literally Assuming any occasion. Ever do those yep. things again on the outside? Yeah, good quarantine. They're great for that too. Thank you, Geiger. Banner, what do you got? Recommend us something. So. I don't want to have to do this to you guys. I really don't. Abraham Vampire, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> Anthony Mackie's in it. <laughs> guys, your boy Anthony Mackie is in it, guys. It's is it going to be the best movie you've ever seen? Not my not boy. Not even fucking close. Yeah, not even be. close. Is it the worst movie you've seen? No, it won't be. It's a nice middle of the pack. It's a nice, cool little uh, uh, fictitious twist on history. It's good stuff. So why did he hunt vampires? They're just okay. Obviously, because vampires are a problem. Anthony Mackie's in it. I don't understand why there's a follow-up. Yeah, why? You you know what, guy? You just don't get it. Jeff, let me know next week after you've watched it. Give me your feedback on it because I know you're legit. Probably will see it. I know Um, you're. That already screams commentary from the Broforce Squad. I've been saying it for years. You know, I I say this all the time. The sooner you guys start listening to me, the better off we're all gonna be. Yeah, that's true. That's a great point. Why haven't we bought into that yet? All right, I got two, and neither of you are going to like it. You kind of sounded sarcastic when you said that, Jeff. Like, you don't believe me. What? You're paranoid, dude. You're freaking out. Chill. Relax. Uh, Again, neither of you guys are going to like it, but this is homework. So, Geiger, you like John Wick. That was how a good action movie is made. Well, here we go. Flip side of the coin. You need to watch Six Underground on Netflix. Okay. This is Michael Bay masturbating behind the camera for an hour and 35 minutes. You talked me into it. I'm in. 
Now, and Geiger, I want you to write down afterwards what you what you think the plot is, because I didn't catch one. <laughs> okay. It's literally like I've seen music videos with better plot development, and that's an hour or like a minute and fifty fucking seconds. Okay. Of one talking. Six Underground. That's your homework. It's on Netflix. In fact, Netflix has probably been recommending it to you every time you log in. Banner, I couldn't recommend this one to Geiger because he just wouldn't watch it. He'd tell me to fuck off. But after my glowing review last week, you need to watch MXP, Most Extreme Primate, about the monkey Jack who accidentally gets on that flight. To, he's supposed to go to Mexico, but he goes to, like, Denver, and he becomes a snowboarder. I don't know if I can do it, man. I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. God damn it. All right, fine. Banner, you like double dog dare me? shit today. Baby Banner would like it even. So there you go. That's your cell. All right. Fine. Would she would she find a monkey snowboarding hum- entertaining? I think she would. Yeah, she would fucking love it. But <laughs> it's not a monkey. It's an ah-ah. Oh, really? Yeah, because they go ooh-ooh-ah-ah. So it's oh, ah-ah. that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, so she would say ah-ah when he came on the screen. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm. you're probably right. I'm probably going to watch it, and I'll but, get back to you in a week. Don't watch the first two, MVP and then MVP, Most Valuable Primate. This is MXP, Most Extreme Primate. Okay? Even for me, there's actually no. I'll probably end up watching the series. Let's be honest with ourselves. I'm a sucker for multiple movies. I gave you the background of the last two on the last episode. If you want yeah. to hear my, like, five-minute review of that. MXP, if you're stoned and you're like, I could listen to that and just go back to episode 107. <clears throat> yeah, all right. You talked me into it. All right, that's your homework, guys. And thanks for assigning me mine. I'll get on it. The Eagles documentary and Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Consider that shit watched. All right, that does it for episode 108. Before we leave, what do we want to let the people go with? Geiger, I'll give you the ball first. Oh, man. If you... Agree with it or not, let's just fucking stay home for a while. Maybe this shit will be over sooner. That's my thinking. No one's happy about it. It's all fucking annoying. Just It's stupid. Just it's un-American it. for someone to tell you what to do, but fuck, let's just do it so we can get back to normalcy, hopefully. Right. If nothing else, for the sake of this podcast, I need movie theaters to open up. Black Widow hasn't been moved yet, I don't think. Uh, it probably has. Fuck. It has. I saw it. And if you do have to get out for any reason and you see an emergency vehicle, please pull over for them because they probably have the coronavirus and they're probably going to die if you don't pull over. But if you pull over, there's like a 95% chance they're going to live. That's a great segue that you really combined like what Geiger said, current events, and then your current or your your always topic for there. I'm not going to lie. I'm really proud of it. It felt really good. That's great. The only thing I'll leave with is thank you guys for listening to us. I've had a rough couple weeks. I'm sure you have too. So do the guys in the pod. We need this as an outlet. We appreciate you uh, checking us out, letting us talk about movies and have a little fun and forget about all the troubles in the world for about an hour and a half. Hope, hopefully we took your mind off it too. For the enforcer in the paint, Matt Geiger, the mad scientist, Brian Banner. I'm the mayor, Jeff Hornacek, and we are the bro Four squad podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Bro4Squad. Check out all of our voting for the female animated character movie Madness Tournament coming up this week. Find us on Letterboxd, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. If you type in Bro4Squad, it's three separate words. You'll find us on all those places. And of course, our website, Bro4Squad.com. Till next time, we'll see you out there. With no sports, we should just bet on the 
MXP most extreme primate snowboard race. No joke, there are actually marble races. We gotta start betting on this shit. What is it like? What? A, what is it? What is that? What's a marble race? Like no a marble, like the little uh, oh. balls. Some dude like built like this whole track.